0: Welcome to the first episode of B and B Men in Tights. My name is Blake. My name is Bree. And welcome to your first episode. Brian how are you feeling? Are you feeling very excited? good. I'm incredibly excited. We've got a lot to talk about yes. this episode. Absolutely.
1: Talking about one of our favourite books ever today start with big one up front all-star superman i thought we were going to tease it out but you know what let's just get get to
0: it yeah i mean they've got the episode title they'll probably work it out themselves yeah it'll be
1: in the description surely
0: but how about we just start off let us let the audience get to know who we are so how about we start off with you and you tell us about your kind of comics journey because it is a comic-based podcast we should say outright so i think the audience would like to know about absolutely um my journey with comics
1: starts with a very good friend of mine, um, Lucas. I used to bully him incessantly. Shout, yeah, out. shout out to Lucas, I did yeah, the same. Co- yeah. <laughs> it, hey, he, he is the uh, catalyst for a lot of this. Yes, um, yes. I used to bully him incessantly about reading comics, and then he sat me down and got me to open one, and uh, it's been a love affair ever since. Um, you know, haven't put comics down since.
0: No, I've, I've seen your uh, receipts for those bills, and my God, you do not put them down anytime time soon. Oh, God, no. <laughs> So, I, I actually have to thank you for my starting comics, because um, I wasn't a massive fan. I was more uh, excited about the characters, but it was you, meeting you in high school, and you telling me and sharing your love, that I kind of went, oh, maybe this is something I want to get into, and, you know, a few years down the track now, we're doing a podcast about it Absolutely. It did help that I literally forced you to read some issues and yeah. but you know, hey, look, we're here today. I'm um, look at us now, hey?
1: And now we're talking about All-Star Superman. This is going to be great. I think it's worth saying that we completely understand and uh, support Grant Morrison coming out as uh, non-binary. We will do our best to make sure that we use they, them pronouns, and I'm sure we'll be alright, but if we do slip into uh, the previously thought he, him pronouns, we mean no offence, um, especially to the... Uh, queer LGBTQ community. Um, it's
0: an old habit, but we'll do our best uh, to uh, get around that. How about we just take a very short break and we're going to get started with our first segment. Alright, so let's get into the story. So our first ever episode is focusing on, may we agree, maybe the best Superman story? I have to say it's the best Superman yeah, I Yeah, I think we're allowed to give our opinions. We think it's the best. Yep. So, it is All-Star Superman by Grant Morrison and Art by Frank Quietly. So, it's a 12-issue series that ran from November 2005 to October 2008. So, Brian, why don't you tell me a little bit about what the story of this particular graphic novel is? Oh, wow. That's a... Um, In 25 words or less. In
1: 25 words or less. uh, Well, I'll start with the incredible intro written by uh, Grant Morrison. Doomed planet, desperate scientists, last hope,
0: kindly couple. That tells you all you need to know about the start of Superman. I think it pretty much sums it up in the best way possible without... No, it trims the fat, keeps it nice and simple. There's never been a more concise intro to a superhero story. Ever, I I, think. And I think for a character like Superman, so recognizably known to the public, you just read that and you go, oh, well, it's not Batman, is it? It's very clearly Superman. It sets everything
1: up perfectly. It puts Superman in the context that you know Superman typically to be in, and it
0: lets the story flow from there. Um, What is is that story? If we could maybe give a general summary of what happens, or the catalyst for the story, what would that be, do you reckon? This story, spoilers, is... Uh, is... <laughs> yeah, uh, we should say spoilers for this comic, even after yeah. now. Yeah, for... it feels like, like going without saying. With Maybe we with... should put... We'll put that in description for the actual podcast. Is It'll be very spoiler-heavy. Very good. But yeah, um, you're warning now just in case.
1: It is about uh, the life and ultimate tragic passing of Superman. Um, It's a story about grief. It's a story about uh, loss, but it's also a story about hope and love. And in your last days, what would you do? Whether you're, you know, a man of steel
0: or um, just a regular man. I think that's something we, we, I think, I know I'm planning on too, but you as well. It's something we really want to touch on is the fact that it's a story about a God but it has such human emotions and human experiences that make it perhaps so powerful and so readable even out of continuity, you know, 15, 20 years later. Absolutely.
1: And what uh, Grant and um, Frank and company are able to do with their stories, mm-hmm. uh, with this story, is they're able to bring such a human basic element of life, which is death, mm-hmm. to, these, to a god to um, this larger than life figure and and as Grant has said before the best stories about Superman are the ones where he's facing very normal problems Mm. even at a fantastical level but it's still fundamentally a relatable problem and this idea for Superman it's super cancer basically Yeah. Um, Yeah. because as we get
0: into issue one uh, Superman it's the most typical Superman story yeah it starts out in a very recognisably Superman way there's a threat coming for these scientists who are trying to harness the power of the sun, and obviously a certain recognisable villain has put his fingers in that pie, trying to ruin it. he's trying to blow up that pie. Uh, Exactly. And who comes to the rescue just in time? Superman. Superman himself. And that that first panel revealing Superman, Quietly's art, is gorgeous. uh, Like, we could sit here for three
1: hours and Mm. talk about each individual panel and how gorgeous Quietly's art. So we'll say it up front, there is no bad power in this book. There's no. no moment where the art feels jarring or weird or wrong. It is much like the rest of the book, just about perfect. And the image of Superman flying reasonably casually, like yeah. still in a Superman pose, but casually um, around you know the sunburst, the surface of the sun is outstanding. And like, it's such a like bombastic cinematic
0: Well like what you said about it being him being really quite casual because Grant Morrison is a writer who's known to, you know, he likes to play with the more, uh, how would you say, surreal elements yes. of life. But his characters always are rooted in that reality. So even if it's a place where, uh, you know, there are giant purple monsters destroying cities and, you know, A is B and C is whatever, <laughs> the characters themselves live within that world and accept that world. So I think maybe makes it easier for us to accept a world that is a little bit further away from her own and that's a good point like as fantastical as grant makes their stories it's
1: still so real and all the characters are so real like you said and it just it blends together in a way anyone other than grant morrison might struggle with yeah but because it's grant morrison it just feels natural It just rides that perfect line of i have no idea what's going on but i love what's going on yeah it's like you know um beautiful chaos. Yeah. Right? But it, it all makes sense. It all comes back around and you can trust Grant and what they do too. And, and, and Frank as well. Yeah, and Frank quietly, so... like, there's never been, other than maybe Maureen Gibbons, a better, um, uh, symbiosis between artists and, mm. uh, writer because everything fantastical that Grant writes, Frank, draws
0: brilliantly and everything yeah. that is, you know, needs to be very grounded, uh, Frank does. It just feels so purposeful, you know, from, yeah. from two people who read comics, like lots of different comics, fairly regularly, yeah. there's a lot of times, I think you'll agree, that the art and the writing don't quite mix together as well as they should have. It's yeah. very clear that a writer has written a script on their own, and then has, that script has been passed to the artist, and the yeah. artist has to kind of interpret, whereas I feel like Morrison and Quietly have, like you said, come up with this kind of symbiotic relationship so they are able to, you know, right? They are able to write their script in a certain way, and quietly understands what they are saying, and goes, "All right, mm. this is what it needs to look like." Yes, it comes out in this perfect manner in this book, and many, many others that we will make sure to mention Absolutely. somewhere else in the podcast.
1: Um, as the story continues, uh, you know, Luther's latest plan to blow up these scientists. Um, Mr. Quinton, now for years, I read that as Mr. Quantum. Yeah, so until very recently, Until the first
0: reread I did of this for this podcast, I went, it's Quinton. It was actually a, the featurette, you know, the All-Star Superman yes. featurette, which I want to plug now because it's a great featurette. It's um, basically like a behind-the-scenes on how All-Star was written. It's called Now. It's on YouTube as well. So it's Grant Morrison and, uh, is it Dan Didier? I think Dan Didier yeah, that, it's Dan Yeah, it's mainly them going through the book and explaining... Um, how it came to be, and yeah. when he said Dr. Quinton the first time, I'm like, no, it's Dr. Quantum, Quantum. Yeah, but it's Grant Morrison, so I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, to yeah, Absolutely, I mean, no. They clearly came up Pretty with the sure. so. Yeah, they would know their own yeah, story. exactly, uh, exactly.
1: Uh, but, yeah, uh, Lex tries to blow up this ship, because, in a very, um, and this also goes into Grant's usual, I don't want to say trope, but, uh, thematic idea of, you know, DC heroes being the new pantheon. Mm. Um, there's this character trying to steal, uh, a piece of the sun. It's a bit of, uh, the Prometheus myth. It's a little bit of the Icarus mm. and Daedalus myth, um, of, you know, uh, trying to steal the power of the gods. Mm. And it ends up being a God that saves, um, uh, Um, mm. you know, very standard. That's all happening in space. We come back to earth, uh, um, the typical Daily Planet scene Steve Lombard hitting on Lois Lois blowing him off Cat Grant being Cat
0: Grant and Jimmy being Jimmy and Perry being grouchy like it's all standard it's very recognize- I think it's really roots the story for readers who may not you know you don't have to know what Superman is doing in Action Comics 1300 whatever mm. like you can pick this book up and go yep Everyone's here, Lex is here, Lois is here, Perry's here, everyone's very much in their yeah. normal place. And it sets up
1: what's going to be um, the future of uh, Luthor's uh, story in this 12 issue, his yeah. it arc in this it's, 12 issue narrative. It's such, it's narrative such is.
0: a simple but really effective setup for everything that's to come. And yeah. then uh, as we
1: continue, we get to Luthor being confronted by General Sam Lane as uh, he's sending a message to. The living bomb that's in this spaceship, and he has to send it. Is it eight minutes? Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, now correct me if I'm wrong. The living, nine minutes. The
0: living bomb is that meant to be parasite? I don't think it is parasite himself. Okay. But I'm not certain. That no, could, I think it was. I think my my idea of it's more from the. Uh, animated film sure so they, it was very I think they were leaning more towards it being Parasite it was very Parasite-esque yeah so that wouldn't yeah. that wouldn't shock me I mean it doesn't take away from the book if it's not no 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 and stuff.
1: if it is mm. putting it near the sun from Luther's point of view is genius this energy vampire that um Parasite basically is yeah like, putting it yeah. near the most powerful thing in our solar system yeah that exactly. is a superman and um it just sucks in dry absolutely actually. uh But Luthor gets caught, Um, Superman saves the day as per usual, Um, the creature and Superman wrestle out of the the spaceship, Uh, Superman uses uh, his heat vision and like a very different form of heat vision and credit to quietly, and I think we should say credit to Jamie Grant who we haven't mentioned yet, who does the colours and inks and
0: it's such a vibrant and beautifully coloured book. Um, it doesn't shy away from the very colourful side of the character, you know? Yeah. It doesn't shy... Yeah. You know, for a story that we've said is has some quite dark themes to yeah. it, quite depressing themes, the colours are so bright and so vibrant it never forgets the spirit of the character. No.
1: And any other, any other Superman book trying to be quintessential could really go for a
0: grittier, like, I mean, you look uh, at something that Frank Miller's done, you know, Dark Knight Returns, which is not a Superman story in itself, but it has him as a pretty important supporting character. Mm. Very dark, muted colours, so we've yes. seen that happen. But yeah, it
1: feels only right that the atypical Superman story, like the, the
0: quintessential Superman yeah. story rather, um, is so vibrant and so beautifully coloured. Well, that's what they're trying to do here, right? They're trying to make the quintessential Superman story, and it's everywhere. what got it's what got kids to pick up these comics back in the you know, thirties and forties. Yeah, so, so. It must have had some power. Yeah, it must exactly. have been good if kids that long ago and still today are picking them up and going, "This is good," you know, "I like this. I want to keep reading."
1: Um, so yeah, Superman uses uh, this blue heat vision. Um, yeah. To send this creature into uh, the sun, and uses his bio uh, bioelectric
0: field. Um, which Obviously, is something he's never done before. Yeah. So, so he's already started manifesting new powers. New powers from being so close to the sun. Um, I think that may be why the, the uh, too, it, heat
1: vision, vision or laser yeah. vision has
0: gone blue as I think
1: well. it's that even though we jump mm-hmm. very quickly to... Like in two pages, we have the explanation of how Superman has these powers and the setup for the rest of the series. Yeah. Which is uh, Quintum telling Superman, you're more powerful than you've ever been, but... The
0: radiation from the sun is uh, it's almost oversaturating his cells so he's oversaturated with power but to a point where um, to to the end he's going to become this kind of figure that is just made of energy almost Mm. so it's not like he's regressing you know like um, like he's you know fading away he's almost becoming so powerful that he won't be able to survive as a quote unquote uh, humanoid being yes to quote Quintin your trip to the sun exposed you to
1: critical levels of stellar radiation, more raw energy than your cells are able to process efficiently.
0: A-P-O-P-T-O-I-S-I-S. Hopefully anyone who is has a science-based background or has actually read this via audio can help us with that one. Apoptosis. Yeah, we're going to stick with that one.
1: Apoptosis has begun cell death. There can only be one outcome, even for you. And such a like and that's why I said earlier on in the piece, it's like it sounds silly to say, but super cancer, it's a, It really is though. Like. It's the breakdown of Superman's cells through, like you said, so much solar energy that he can't handle. Hmm. Um so yeah, we found out Luther has inadvertently succeeded yeah. in killing Superman. Um, Probably his his greatest scheme, I think he'd argue. Yes. His greatest mission that he has finally succeeded. And once again, like that's two pages and then we move on to the story continuing where we find out Quintum and his, you know, base on the moon, uh, everything about like the, you know, the the Voyager Titans and the Bizarro workers. Yeah. um, these biohumans and all this sort of yeah. stuff like throwing all these big
0: sci-fi concepts in like it's, it's so you know, morrison like, like it's just like they're birds in the sky you know they're yeah, just exactly totally normal to the story and i love that yeah you just go well this is what nanonauts means and th- this is what this means it just goes yep they're here this is this this is that you know if you don't understand that's okay like the story's not going to hinge on these things. yes like, just with
1: it, and it's so silver age, like it just goes, This is
0: the blip blot machine, yeah. And like you know, um, then you just move on and you accept it. And well, well one note I wrote down when I was uh, reading it was, um, it uses the entirety of the Superman canon, so nothing yes. is discarded, yeah. It's, it's very Morrison esque, isn't it? Like very Morrison, which you I, I like read it. their
1: Batman run, and you will like, Yeah, understand exactly, That's exactly. Yeah. Like you
0: know, everything it counts. He's one of those writers you could bring in to reboot, quote unquote, reboot a series. But he'll go, oh, well, we're not going to get rid of anything. We're just yeah. going to recontextualize, you know? Yeah. Superman can be red and blue, but he can also, you know, have a kid and he can also have died and all these things. Like, yeah. he could incorporate everything. Yeah, he and he also to. went
1: and saved the Thanagarians at the same time he was exactly. carting the solar system around on a chain. Exactly. And all this, like, it's all Superman. Yeah. Like, it's all real. It all, it all counts. We move on to uh, Superman. Like, he's found out all this stuff and... Um, seeing all these fantastical things and then he goes back to the planet and uh, we have Perry White, uh, you know Clark Kent is fired in five seconds That's you know like right. and we see him save a kid uh, and a dog who are going to get hit by a truck Clark and, and, and of the like the
0: great quietly art of him um, fumbling in one panel you know see all five or six different versions of Clark kind of like falling over himself oh uh, it's just so brilliant and like
1: it, it's this brilliantly played chaotic, bumbling moron where he's able to, you know, trip over Cat Grant's handbag, um, drop all his stuff, knock over Lombard's coffee, catch it, put it down, drop a handful of papers, do up his tie, and then trip over on his papers on the way in. But still manage to save this little girl and a dog all at once. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, where the hell have you been, Kent? And, you know, we have this dog and this child saved. And, um, and he's working
0: on his son's yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. And it's perfect, like, it's perfect Superman. You know, like, he's able to still look like the bumbling, you know, mild-mannered Clark Kent, but he's still saving everyone. And it's, yeah. like, it's more set up for Morrison going,
0: this is Superman. This is Superman as you've always known Superman, but getting all out of the way. And I like that don't try and make him like a coward. Like, he's not, all, he's not always going, oh, I'm going to run away from the situation. Like, he mm. tries to make Clark as almost... Inadvertently heroic as Superman, you know. Yeah, but he bumps people over who may have been hit by random bits of de- uh, debris. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. So he's still taking that active part in being a superhero rather than going, Well, Clark can't ram off during the yeah. situation. He's the coward. Superman's yeah. the real hero here. Absolutely.
1: Luthor gets arrested, and, you know, the grin on his face uh, tells me, you know, before. Just just um, the, the... put me
0: away, boys, before I do really. Just, something just really the um, something. contrast between probably the first, I argue, the first proper reveal of Lex Luthor against that uh, panel of Superman that we discussed, you know. Mm. It sets them up, that dynamic up so well. I Even mean, if you just put them together next to each other no words. Yeah. You could tell who's who. Exactly. Their relationship from that.
1: Um, you know, through the epilogue we see Clark and Lois having a conversation, Lois belittling Clark in a nice way, like, you know, not in a <laughs> You, you know,
0: <laughs> again, something that um, people who aren't Superman probably have experienced. You know, having exactly. a coworker worker that they really like kind of thinks you're a bit of an idiot. You know? Yeah, you're, you need to stand up for yourself and all these things, it doesn't really give you the time of day. Yeah,
1: and like you know, you she calls them a big country lomics. Yeah. Um, your skill of surf preservation is almost a superpower um, in itself. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like you said, he runs into someone and this guy's turned around and abusing him. Yeah, uh, you know, Lois stands up for. Uh, Clark, while also saying, Hey, but we're not dating. Yeah, it's I love when, like a, she, when he's like, clumsy idiot, and she's like, How dare you, he's not my idiot. Yeah. Um, this is so good. And in the background, Very we see this, like, it looks like a, you know, a fender like the, or yeah, something. Yeah, like the fender of a truck or yeah. something. That's just, <laughs> it's just, dropped just fallen out of the middle side. of yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, dear, that's. I love it. But it um, doesn't matter.
0: It does not matter. You
1: know? I have no doubt in a previous panel we just completely missed where Superman like knocked one over oh or probably yeah. And yeah like yeah.
0: oh what if it was the um the, the one he, that uh, he was saving the kit from maybe oh, it could have been that one maybe maybe that's entirely possible that would be uh, See, anyway um, yeah, just the reason why you should go and reread this thing exactly you know, because there's so much you learn from just one reread, let alone two or three and it's something we talk about quite often is going back and going Every year we go, oh, did you re- notice this little panel? Or did you notice this little detail? You know, It took, took us like, you know, five and three years respectively
1: to figure out uh, Quinton's name was Quinton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Professor <laughs> Quinton and not, not Quantum. So part of that is human error and another part of that is the genius...
0: Uh, the storytelling of Frank and, uh, and Grant. I just want to put it out like there. I think Quintum is basically just Grant Morrison in the story. You know, he yes. likes to put himself somewhere yeah. in the story. I think,
1: I want to say Superman, Quintum, and Lips Luthor are yeah. all yeah. part of Grant. But, yeah. like, that's Morrison to a T. They yeah. put themselves in everything. Yeah, they did, yeah. And we finish off the first issue with Superman uh, doing something that isn't typical Superman. and it, it acts as, like, sort of the catalyst, I think. Mm. Even after everything we've learned... Of him going, this is going to be different, mm. and it's him revealing his identity um, with the classic t-shirt, yeah, pull the Shire showing out, yeah. the shield, and Lois dropping her yeah. groceries. What a great way to start with. Start it's the story, such a, like it's quintessential Superman, but mm. it's so good. Like it just sets it all up so neatly, exactly, and all the pieces are there mm. as we'll discuss throughout the thing, and like in the following issues, like. The first four issues, I think, set everything up for the next six
0: or, you know, next eight to yeah. um, really capitalize on. But, but even if you just read each of these issues by themselves, yeah. they'd still tell a pretty satisfying story. In exactly, themselves. yeah. I think some, maybe the, the two-part Bizarro one might be the exception. Yeah, and maybe the uh, the Visitor's Room. Um, yeah, maybe. I think, that's, I think that can still function by okay. itself. I don't know. We'll, we might have a look into it later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, either way, it's it's just good on so many levels, if nothing else you take from this episode. Absolutely. All right, so how about we take a very short break? We'll come back and we'll have a look at, let's say, one of our favourite issues of the story, maybe sum up some of the themes that come along with it? Yeah, sure. All right, let's do it. All right, welcome back. And we're going to have a look at a very special issue for both of us. And if you want to follow along at home, it is Issue 6, Funeral in Smallville. So it's right in the middle of the story. I think we'd uh, be very safe to say. And yeah. I think it's, it represents that middle point for Superman's journey. Yes. Yeah. It reflects, yeah,
1: like it's the middle point of his journey in this story. And then at the same time, it reflects his origin story, I think. Cause yeah. you know we usually start with the beginning of the destruction of Krypton. Yeah. The... Uh, action where he leaves Smallville is typically, not always, but either him leaving school and sometimes including the death of his father, Jonathan Kent, Mm. which this issue um, focuses quite explicitly on. And it's an incredibly personal issue for a lot of people who read it, and Mm. it's an incredibly personal issue for Grant. Um, It's worth, you know, Grant's talked about this in an interview, they lost their father yeah um before writing this or was it Jerry i think Rose? i think they
0: were con- they were conceiving it at the time right mentioned, and then his father part- sorry their father passed away and they mentioned that their cats that they would had for 18 years had passed away as well so it was yeah a lot of it's this tragic know, loss at the time
1: exactly and it reflects in this sad issue mm. but it's still it's just like a superman even when it's sad it has a lot of hope and it has a lot of good
0: in it well I I, have, I wrote this down and I know we had a similar kind of note about this is that All Star is a book that seems to find people who need healing what do you, you reckon about that yeah I, I agree it's a, it's a book you don't find mm.
1: it's a book that finds you yeah and you, you always right hear about type, it and yeah. you go yeah okay All we'll Star Superman whatever most people I know who have read this have read it at a point where they needed it to help them through something yeah um, yeah you can relate and I can relate. Yeah, I definitely. bought this the day after my grandfather passed away. Yeah, I remember you. And that's, that, you know, yeah. I have his name in the margin of this book. It's a really... And it, it, it was a great tool for my grief. It mm. really helped me grow. Yeah. Um, not as a distraction. And I bought it as a nice. distraction because I thought it's something to enjoy. But it was something that actually really made me think and yeah, both be able to mourn this loss but at the same time, you know, realize the... Good times I had, and all this other stuff, and it
0: really helped my emotional growth. Yeah, and, you know, and getting I think there's, through no, that. there's no better issue that I think exemplifies that in, in the thing is issue six. Absolutely. Know? So, how about we just uh, start and yeah. look into it? We can talk through what we see, anything that's worth noting, maybe yes. come back to that big idea of uh, revisiting things to yeah. overcome and reconcile. Yeah. So how you're quite a great story. I quite enjoyed how you told the first oh, thank story. You. I'd yeah, love for uh, you to keep telling the. I've read it enough. Story. I hope I know. What's yeah, exactly. Well,
1: um, we start off uh, jumping into uh, you know we get a shot of the moon, which is an immediate contrast to the rest of the series. Yeah. Like uh, you know, the series almost takes place over like it, it doesn't take place over a day. It takes place over several days, but the whole series like it starts off with the sun in the morning and I think it starts like it finishes with the sun at the end. Yeah. Um yeah. and this is the midway point
0: so the moon's at its peak. So we have um it's obviously a flashback. We can already yeah. tell that um, Clark is much younger and obviously we said Park Kent is still alive. They're kind of standing out on the field, this very open field looking at the moon together and just kind of talk kinda of talking through um how Clark kinda of came into his life and how mm. thankful he is, right?
1: Yeah, and it's just really, like, it shows a lot of how Superman can be Superman, because Jonathan could very easily be a closed-off, harsh, you know, Midwestern farmer or yeah. whatever. But he's not. He's, he's very open about how important Clark is for
0: his life. Um, you know, it's the
1: kindly couple.
0: And I love, I love how he, he almost mythologizes the story as a bit of a joke. Like, it's almost like having a bit of a go, how we go... Superman is the modern Moses and, you know, Pa's going, mm. a childless couple blessed from above with a miracle boy from another world, you know?
1: And yeah, and he's in the next, very next panel, he's rubbing his son's head and yeah. he goes, um, you're not just any boy but the finest fellow I ever met.
0: Yeah. Like he's, he's, I think he's one of the few characters in Clark's life who, yeah, he gets that he's, you know, he was there from the start. Like he gets, he's from another world. He gets, yeah. he has all his powers but he's just, he's a, ba- he's a baby to him. Like he's, yeah, exactly. he's his father. Like, yeah. He doesn't care if he can throw. <laughs> planets at each other he just cares that his son's a good person
1: and I love um, him you know you know, Clyde going oh dad even yeah. I'm not immune to embarrassment yeah, mm. yeah. You want me to shift that old? Uh, you want to shift that old tree? Um, yeah. So he's like asking him to do You know, like, and stuff, "I'll yeah. go do a chore," which is such a farmer boy thing to do. I, uh, I think him. I love.
0: I kind of love that part of um, the show Smallville. You know, yes. The other seasons when it was just Clark and Jonathan just doing like chores together. Yeah. And they'd have these like really great conversations.
1: Clark, can you hold the tractor up for me? Also, like, let's yeah, him, yes, let's yeah.
0: discuss the meaning of life. Yeah exactly. Well, know, Lana, yeah, know, yeah, 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 exactly. I don't know, Lana. Yeah, yeah, exactly. not
1: know how you feel, Clark. Like, yeah. Anyway, um, we consider it, if we start talking about. Smallville we'll be yeah involved. I know but yeah. that's
0: what this book does it brings up like oh I remember this from Smallville I remember this from Man of Steel you know yes
1: like I said it, it covers everything um, we get crypto um, and they go play fetch with the
0: yeah. dead tree again
1: yeah, a very normal thing yeah it's but... such a you know a, a farmer boy in his dog you know sitting out with his dad and just because he's tossing a tree around and his dog can fly and has a cape and yeah, yeah. like it's fantastical but it's still so normal. real yes. like yeah.
0: it's it's incredible like when it, it's in the next page I'll jump around a little bit but when they're just sitting on the moon together like and they're running around asteroids like and crypto shooting laser like laser eyes at him like, yeah it's it's so normal like, yeah but in the most odd way yeah like you can look at that and go, oh, if you have a pet, you go, I, remember, oh, I go out and take the dog for what we play fetch. Maybe you don't know, do it around an asteroid field or on the <laughs> moon, but... <laughs> yeah, maybe the... it's not in the, you know, around Saturn, but no. just,
1: you still <laughs> go do it. Like, just because cool. it's a park, yeah. you know, the well, only difference is the setting. You know, we get a shot of uh,
0: John grabbing his heart. Mm. Um, bit, you of, know. A bit of foreshadowing there, yeah. then, sadly. I think that's pro- probably the one, that bit that always gets me in any kind of Superman media is Park End's death. Yeah. Like, I don't know, I don't know what it is about it, but that seems to affect me more than anything else. So when I see that, I just go, "Oh God!" What like, reflections? No matter how good or
1: innocent you are, because that's what Clark is. He's a very good person, and it's not anyone's fault. No, like part, you know, it was his time, and he's gone. And despite like Superman, that's the difference between Batman and Superman. Batman, you know, Bruce had his family taken from him. And Clark lost his father. Yeah, and sometimes his mother as well. And sometimes he didn't lose them. But when he does lose his father, I think it says something very powerful about, you know, how he didn't have the same trauma as Bruce. And no, um, he was able to still like
0: the everything instilled in him from his parents mattered. Yeah, well, we even have that. And um, again, jumping around in the funeral scene where he gives this. Uh, speech talking about how is what his father taught him about being strong and standing up and mm. you know being a good person. It shows that you know that contrast as you said between him and Batman is that Superman is out there just being he's just a good person. He's trying to be good no matter yeah. what happens, and that you know these are lessons that he takes into his adulthood exactly. And he just he, he's just having to relive this kind of. Traumatic experience in his life, but he's taking it and bringing something really positive out of it, Mm. which is, I think, really something really, really
1: special. It's beautiful, Mm. and Grant and Frank and company do so well showing that. Like, once again, quintessential Superman, yeah, they get it, but also quintessential human emotions, exactly. Experience, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, we. Uh, move on as Clark flies off you know still wearing a Superman costume under yeah. his work uniform would like, know, he, he be
0: technically Superboy
1: he would be Superboy Yeah, at all right. yeah. We'll, we'll try so and that's, that's fair we're trying to make that clear cool continuity yeah. it all yeah, exactly. um, so that's part of it right uh, and there's no way Grant doesn't go oh yeah the Legion of Superheroes you know like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> the Legion's there uh, he's, he's
0: put it in somewhere
1: yeah um, we have a figure come over and say hello to the Kents as Clark's flown off with crypto, saying, "Evening, folks. I hear you're on the lookout for some good men, Mister Kent, for the harvest." And this character we've seen before hmm. um, in issue two. Uh, yes, that's right.
0: Once again, foreshadowing. You know, it all, hmm. all matters. And he's used again in other series by Morrison. Yes. So it's, is it DC One Million? Another one. Is million. That one? Yeah. yeah. So let's have a look at the because th- he brings a couple of friends with him. Yes. Quickly. So we've got the Superman of AD 85,250, so we've got Cal Kent. Yep. We have the Unknown Superman of 4,500, who has a question mark where his Superman logo would be, and he's wrapped in bandages. Yes. And I'd love for you to tell me the name of the Superman of the Fifth Dimension. I tried all morning to get this right, and I think you might be the one to get the closest. Clits and plicks. Clicks and flicks. That's yeah. what it is. So he is the Superman melding of him and Mr. Mixel Pitlick.
1: Mixel Pitlick.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but they haven't come to do farm work, have they?
1: Well, you know, uh, oh, I'm just reading, really, you know, um, Calvin Elder. Yeah. Calls himself, but yeah, they, they come in and he goes, oh, I've got some farm hands. <laughs> you know, these guys met in the war. Like, you know. Um, so already we're, like, we're a
0: little bit sus about what's going on yeah who are these guys like yeah. especially this very small very very, very impish very, very mix pickwick like, looking but, guy yeah, yeah. But, uh, but I love that Park Kent, again he doesn't really seem to be bothered by he just goes well they're here for the harvest and there's guy in bandages and yeah sure why not you know everyone needs work
1: yeah exactly yeah. and typical Kent so like okay. you know, yeah, like yeah, everyone's welcome. Yeah, yeah. Um we've got chairs, sit at the table. Um Exactly, exactly. Uh, we moved to the diner, like classic small bill, Clark yeah. in his, you know, baggy jumper and glasses, Lana Lang, you know, uh, Pete Ross. The one that got away, Pete yeah. Ross,
0: his you know, best pal. Talking about that classic small bill vibe, you know, oh, I wanna go out and see the world and Clark's going, I don't really know. You know, he's in he's in that period of his life like we all are. You know, experience where we don't know what we want to do in life, we don't know what our role is mm. going to be. And it's always very formative how a writer writes Clarks want to
1: be an investigative reporter because mm. it's always he could do anything, he well, could be the best at it.
0: Well, sometimes it feels like they, it's almost tacked on, like, yeah, because it is something that needs to be there. You know, oh, he, he wants to be a reporter, and I, you know, we both love Man of Steel, I mm. think that's fair to say. Mm. One of the things I don't particularly love is how they almost tack on the like yeah. He was like, okay, and now he's a journalist. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, he rocks up to, and like, he gets the you, job. Yeah. But if you, you know, in real life, you have to be, go and study yeah. to do yes. that kind of stuff. And it's and quite competitive, but he just turns up on the day. And he may well
1: have when he was younger and whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah exactly, exactly. And once again, classic comics, it's a very different world where in the 40s, you know, you, like it you sounds can, idealistic, but you go and have a firm handshake and you get the job. You well, know,
0: really, like it, you know, it's like the, the old ideal that we've, we're kind of, cutting apart now is that, you know, if you work hard you're gonna succeed in whatever you do, you'll you'll find your way. But really, yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, exactly. Like it's not that simple. we're, we're bring <laughs> our like twenty first century, you know, uh, Gen Z kind of ideas onto yes. this comic. I anyway.
1: Mean, yeah. Um idea yeah, Clark finds a convenient excuse
0: to leave the diner. But I love I love this so much that he has the town knows that he's Superman. Yeah, everyone but knows. They play along with it. They like, hear him. They don't want to make him feel like you know he's keeping like you know he's, he's yeah. They're just trying to make him feel like he's normal. Like oh yeah, he just runs away. Sure, why not?
1: Yeah. Oh, Clark's got a weak stomach. I
0: said Clark can. Yeah. You know, but, um, we, but we see Lana just go. Why do we have? Why don't you both have to act like I don't know who he is? And he just no, don't make me talk about this. I love
1: how Pete clearly knows, and yeah. he has known for a long time. Yeah, of Pete course. Ross usually gets a bad rap. Oh, he does. Comics. he doesn't get much to do. No, he was president for a minute. But <laughs> that aside, um,
0: uh, I love I, that. I I'd love to think that Grant made that canon in this. Like we don't see the yeah, president. Yeah, either, exactly. So like it's, a, it's, it's a poster you in the back. Yeah, yeah, it's like President, you know, vote
1: for us. Yeah. Um, anyway, you know, Clark sitting on the silo with his dog, and this,
0: things start to take a more fantastical kind of. Yeah, as uh, the C turn. plot. Yes. Yeah, or the B plot rather. Yes, um, takes in. A, perspective you know these
1: mysterious farmhands um find out that uh these chronovores i think it's a chronovore isn't it a chronovore yeah no i think it's no um, chronovore yeah um, I'm, I'm just it's like the langoliers i always think of the langoliers yeah basically the same thing but yeah anyway, exactly it's not um, yeah, all on things here. but we get you know them going you know the actual like fantastical plot of the story comes in and mm. um, but it's know, got
0: such a strong basis in emotion already that yeah you know, it doesn't feel like it's, it is based solely along, around this plot. If mm. That makes sense. Like, mm. there's something really, really current underneath. Yes. This, that we can exert before. And we... I'll say it again. This is so Silver Age. Yes. This is Silver Age. I think it's the most Super Silver Age. It might be the most Silver Age issue. Um.
1: Yeah. I it know it's,
0: it's quite a big call. I'll say between that
1: and the Jimmy Olsen issue, I think yeah. they're both very, very Silver Age. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean the fact that it's like. Superman of the future the Superman issue 3 like the whole thing is issue 3 is really because you're going to fight the lizard people yeah, and it's a true. contest against the gods Yeah, and they have
0: dinner under the sea well, I think the silver age is such a big age you know yeah. so much was explored in there that it, and like it's Superman fertile playing ground
1: really. Superman changes every age quote unquote yeah. yeah and like every 15 years I think he alters well even every the, almost every new writer you know yeah, just in yeah. small ways yeah it's not massive um as the story continues, you know, uh, the jig is up. Clark's figured out, you know, these guys have superpowers, but what's going on with them? And then uh, Superman 1 million comes in and says, you know, my name's Cal Ken. I'm from the Superman from 80, uh, 85,250. 85, yeah, yeah. Um, you're a little super familiar here spooked Spoot uh, because he smells the outer future on me.
0: Yeah, I like that crypto Immediate slate. like, you know yeah, before right. Clark has even seen anything Crypto's like nah this this is a bit weird also who do you think made crypto's cape um what if it, well it's what is it canonical that Mark Ant made his suit out like of like th- his baby out of the lining of his ship yeah maybe there was a bit left over um, and made him off the dog I like the idea that that was Clark's blankie yeah, yeah that's, that's the one he's wrapped
1: in yeah so he got on crypto well, yeah on I'm cool with that either way um you know, they basically the, the Superman introduce themselves, um Well the Superman squad. I love
0: that the Superman squad. I love it. Yeah. Once again, so super so right. it's yeah. Just go with it, uh, why not? Clizz- Just go with
1: it. Clizics Clizic
0: Clizers uh that's a challenge. That's a challenge for you when you read this story. Plism-plix. Spend as Plism-plix long as you is can.
1: The surname. I just yeah. can't say his first name. Yeah. Spend, I think.
0: Spend as long as you can trying to get that name. Yeah. Right. Try and say
1: that three times. And um, find
0: someone online. I don't know who it would be. Maybe it'd be Grant. Saying the name. Oh yeah, it's super simple.
1: It's actually just yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, um, uh, and he's the Superman of the fifth dimension. You know, clear yeah. mixes splitly. Like, uh, spit like. See, I can't even say he's, what I normally say we, normally.
0: Can we just say the Superman of the fifth dimension? Yeah. Time? yeah.
1: And you know he's a fifth dimensional imp, so he can you know manifest whatever he can just change reality. Thoughts and things yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah. And you see that around him. But it's fun. Mm. Um, they go to fight the Cronivore. which is like this. It,
0: it's like this bulbous eye monster with big chicken legs and lots of teeth. And it's just eating things eating eating time reality time around it yeah because chrono of course um, we should have worked that out straight away it's a it's a, it's time a chrono, chrono a monster yes
1: yeah. and the superman's going to have to fight it yeah um, and but then, not
0: but they don't want Clark to do it they don't no. want Clark
1: fighting yeah they're saying you know uh, stay away from this Clark like, yeah you know we're here to make sure you don't do this yeah, um, yeah. and Clark you know he's still like good Clark Kent but yeah. he's a bit you know uh well, he hasn't developed yet. He's not. He's still a teenager. Yeah, he? he's a bit. He's stubborn, so he's like, mm. "You can't stop me. I'm going to go fight this thing. It's hurting people." It's probably
0: one of those, one of the few weaknesses in his character is that he is so stern in his fight and being a part of the fight and trying mm. to help people. That in the end, you know, when someone's trying to stop him, he can't help himself. Like he has to. He's you know fighting off Cal Ken trying to stop him just mm. to get a piece of the action. To save people and even
1: when Carol gets him and he goes i'm telepathic clark yeah. like i've got you and he goes oh yeah well i've got my
0: dog and it's like if i continue he's like <laughs> it's a very we have a hulk moment yeah it? <laughs> it's a lie but it was God. earlier so you know yeah there you go so we, um, we should make that canon to but i have that my dog
1: yeah that's our yeah. new thing um uh and then all, so all that is happening the unknown superman um goes and sees park kent just you know, heck in yeah. the harvest, Mister Kent.
0: It's funny he's put his he's put his clothes back on. Yeah, to see him like he's not wearing the, the, Superman the suit, suit yeah. as he was before. So maybe that makes maybe that brings him down because Park Kent is a person who kind of strips him metaphorically of his armor, you know. Mm. And in the end, mm. he's like said he's just the farm boy, when exactly. He's his dad. Yeah. So it doesn't feel right to go around in his costume in front of his dad. Yeah, and it's just you know, and he doesn't
1: want to give up the jigu either just yet. No, you know? no. He's,
0: but I think, I, think pa know, I think Pa knows. I think Pa kind of knows, yeah. yeah.
1: He'll be okay, will only the boy?
0: Yeah. Um, and isn't that amazing? Like, we know something bad's going to happen, but what's Pa doing? He's asking about his son, you know, making sure that his son's going to be okay. Yeah, and
1: uh, Cal Kent um, tells Clark as much. You know, John suffered a fatal heart attack today. That's why we're trying to stop you. Yeah,
0: so all that time to. he spent fighting the coronavirus, he lost three minutes that he could have well m- the not saved his father but his father. yeah exactly
1: and you know he rushes
0: back towards the farm so mm. much that his hair's on fire yeah um, yelling out I can save everybody well it's this just big emotional gut punch of a, of a of a page right
1: yeah and like as much as even though it's delved into the very uh, like the feelings of Superman and stuff this is the issue that really hits you and makes you go wow oh.
0: It makes sense that it's the middle, right? Yes, exactly. And goes. This is getting all the more the, real. It feels like the emotional turning point of everything. You have to face mortality um, in this moment. Yeah, and it really, real, you know, reminds you. Yeah. So the cruel, you know, the cruelty of time. You know, the mm. coronavirus, par dying, but it's about. I think this issue is a lot about revisiting that cruelty and that, those traumas and having to kind of reconcile them because we can't really run away from our traumas yeah, as we much can, as we will try to we can be a superpower to superman but and i think that's what i admire sorry i didn't make it clear. yeah no that's fine i think that's what i really admire about superman is that he does he's not the person who run away from that trauma yes like he's, he shows you know he's, he's the better version of us he's the one who stands up at the funeral and goes you know i really missed my part but he taught me so many lessons he taught me th- about life and death and he showed me by example you know, to quote yeah. Superman. Yeah, exactly. um, well, it's, it's paraphrasing, but either way. Yeah.
1: Jonathan Kent taught me that
0: the strong have to stand
1: up for the weak and that bullies don't like getting bullied back. Mm. He taught me that a good heart is worth more than all the money in the bank. He taught me about life and death. He taught me that the measure of a man lies not in what he says, but what he does. And he showed me by example how to be tough and how to be kind and how to dream of a better world. Thanks, Paul. Those are lessons I'll never forget beautiful perfect encapsulation of the relationship between
0: mm. um well, Clark and his Pa well he's one of he's probably you know one of the most important figures in his life you know mm. if, without him and Mark Kent there is no Superman yeah you know and we've seen stories where he was taken away from Ma and Pa that wasn't present and it's not the same he's not the same person without them exactly and um you know Clark deals with his grief Mm.
1: Even though he was strong in front of everyone, he needs to take a moment with his marred yeah, cross, which is very, very touching. Mm. As we zoom out from that scene, we see the uh, um, Superman um, talking to each other. Mm. Clark unveils the... Or
0: we should the, say the, the unknown Superman. Uh, yes, unvows. unvows himself. And he's Clark Kent, our Clark Kent. The current Superman. Yeah. That is dying of Super cancer. And that's how it connects back to the story, other than yeah. just being... a. Superman flashback. And I like that. Like, I think I'd still appreciate if it was just the flashback, but yeah. I think the fact that Morrison goes out his way to go, no, this is still something that is happening yes. concurrently with the
1: rest and of the story. It's part of Clark setting everything aside and going, you know, and him accepting that grief. Like he had to accept that grief in this whole story. Yeah. But he got to have this moment where he got to say goodbye to his his dad which yeah. he never got Yeah. And he, he thought he would never he get got to have that moment that he um, missed. Yeah. and it's also him once again facing that mortality and learning the lessons from his dad and being responsible and all that sort of stuff
0: we meet meet a, uh, the leader of the, the Superman, Superman squad who comes through the portal yep I don't, th- I don't think we should give too much away for that part yes but we'll say that he is an important figure towards the end of the story absolutely and he gives him a, a flower an indestructible flower that he leaves at the graveside of his father. In remembrance of all that we are and all that we will be. And it's yeah, it's it's such a like beautiful
1: The beautiful. last panel is Clark, the leaves falling around him, other than this bright rose at the graveside of Jonathan Kent. And he looks he looks
0: so human mm. in that in that moment. He's hunched over, he's looking at his dad and he's just Well I love that Morrison and Quietly they make a they make a point of showing him not as this kind of snarling, you know, fists-up kind of character all the time. Yeah, and not even the chest-out, no. hands-on-the-side Superman we used kinda, to... he speaks for himself, you know. He is a yeah. powerful character who is, is confident in who he is. He doesn't have to puff his chest up and exactly. go, well, I'm Superman, and, and punch your face in or anything. And know? I think that's stated so well in issue three, when mm. we see him
1: against Samson and Atlas, and they're yeah. very much the... The toxic, toxic yeah. masculine characters. of exactly. My lady Lois, I I yeah. love thee, and I will win your heart, and I will, I will show
0: you through brute strength. That yeah, I am the, that I'm the,
1: that I'm the best, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. no, um, but yeah, that's issue six. It's uh, such a beautiful issue. Definitely if you, if you're, best you're best only best. ever gonna read one issue from this series, read that one. Maybe yeah.
0: read this one. Yeah, well, yeah, and you will be satisfied with the story if you decide yeah, if you, not to continue. Yeah, that's it's fine. a
1: complete Superman story, um, and it's just. I mean.
0: all right. Thank you so much for going through that with me. You, I loved hearing you read that out and I loved just going through it with you. Thank like, you. And yeah. I, th- I think we should encourage uh, people who do enjoy reading comics because it can be quite solitary. Yes. So, you yes. Try and find... Go out
1: find and- be- there's, the internet it can be a beautiful thing. It can. And yeah. the comics community, I think, can be really awesome and there's pages, there's people that will talk to you all day about stuff like this. And having a good friend that shares any interest with you, yeah. whether it's comics or... Or even has or whatever. A, a small interest enough to get them started. Exactly. Know? Like, it, it just... It, it makes it all the better. All yeah. right. The reason we're doing this is because if we didn't have a microphone in front of us, we'd be doing it anyway. Well,
0: we might as well be, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. Okay. Might as well make something of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Record it for all of time, right? Exactly. The, as the indestructible flower. Yes. 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 All it has been in the world Alright, we'll take a very short break, and then we're going to come back with a new segment. Alright, welcome back. So, we have our next segment, Fan Cast This Crap. So, Brian, would you like to explain where we got the name for this particular segment? Um, for probably
1: the greatest line in all of
0: cinema. I think it's the, the pinnacle of screenwriting for yes. comic
1: book movies. Exactly. Uh, obviously from Spider-Man Nowhere Home. It's not spoilers, it's in the trailer.
0: And they change it in the film anyway, but we're going to yes. keep it this way, keep PG. Yeah, I, do, I don't mind like that movie. Yeah, okay. I don't like that line. Yeah, that line's horrible. Which so. is why we're going to keep using exactly. it. As our track. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, fancast is crap. Is where we look at our story overall and we try and cast the characters in our, let's say, our perfect kind of film, shall we say. Where we can have our own our perfect director, perfect cast and everything goes well and it's well received, shall we say. Mm. So I'm going to throw this out here because I did mention director. Did you have anyone in mind who could do a really strong live action adaptation of All-Star Superman? this was
1: other than the cast like Mm. and that sounds silly to say it's really hard to think of like there's no director I thought of immediately oh I'd love to see this person's vision Um, immediately yeah Uh, did you have a director I had one
0: it's not not vision but more like I think their sensibilities would work really well yeah Spielberg oh yeah no that's so the guy kind of wears his heart on his sleeve he is very okay with doing Uh, the schlockier kind of, you know, elements, but also is not afraid to go into those really darker themes. I was going to say this wouldn't work, but it'd just be fun to see. It would be fun, yeah. Wes Anderson. Oh, yeah. I
1: think stylistically...
0: It'd It'd be be very odd. Yeah. And I think it'd be really good. He'd
1: lean into the odd parts of Morrison's story, I
0: think. But, like... I think that's the tough part, like you said, is trying to find someone who's okay with doing Grant Morrison. Yes. Because they Um, are a very specific writer. Yeah. Unless you got them to do the screenplay as well. Yes, that's true. But then you'd still have to fighting yeah. the director. Yeah. And work with them. Maybe like James Cameron or someone, I don't know. But like, yeah, yeah there's no I director that, that said imme- immediately, aha. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just threw it out there just for a bit of a laugh. So I knew we didn't prepare for that part. i yes. like, maybe we should think about that. But let's start with our first character. The title character, Superman. You go first. No, you go first. Oh no, no. You're leading All right, all right, all right. Uh, a let's say an aficionado of DC films uh-huh. Patrick Wilson oh okay yeah I think he's, he's he's getting to the right age and he's got that very charming element to him but he's also a very sincere person like you said he's got a very sincere kind of uh, look to him very interesting and he has kind of played the Clark Kent role before yes in Watchmen sure like he's had to sure. play the kind of the not coward, but the kind
1: of. Yeah, the bumbling, the mob-mannered like,
0: the the guy. Yeah.
1: Guy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. that's who I'd be. Eating. You know who I thought you were going to pick? Mm-hmm. And this isn't mm-hmm.
0: my pick. Yeah. And I didn't choose it because I thought you were going to pick it. Maybe we've done the same thing here because I didn't pick a certain person for the same reason. Uh, I thought you were going to say Tom Burley. No, no, I wasn't going to actually. Oh, think, really? Well, that's... I'll tell you who I, my Superman was going to be and I'll see who. You... All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me who yours is. Brandon Routh. Brandon Routh. That's good. I actually had a good idea for both of them, but not for Superman. Interesting. I was going to say um, The one I thought you would pick Because we've talked about this before As a bit of a a joke Yeah But we kind of would love it Brendan Fraser Oh yeah Like yeah Yeah. He would Yeah That'd just be fun I'd just love to see Brendan Fraser play An older Superman Yeah Because he's got This very comedic sensibility But we've seen You know Over the past five, ten years He has got a very dramatic Ability as well Yes That's true But I love your Like Tom Welling as well
1: Yeah Tom Welling
0: would be good you know, any of them. Yeah, yeah. I think they go quite concurrently with Kingdom Come as well. Yes. Which hopefully one day we will get to cover as well. Yes, but I agree. It just means we can't use them as a fan cast now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alright, so for the... I got Lois Lane next. Yeah. Uh, since I did mine first, how about you go next?
1: Okay. Uh, this one was difficult because there's a million actresses I think mm. would be brilliant. But there was one I settled. of... There were a handful I thought... I'll get the, when I look at them and I'll go, yes, I think I can see this. Well, I think, more especially
0: than, with Brandon Routh too. Yeah, Cause it's a very, you've got to kind of put them together. Yeah. Cause what will Sorry, just before you have to start, yeah, I yeah. think more with, more than Superman's so Lois Lane really depends on who you pick. Yes. Like every different actress we pick will bring a different energy to her. Yes, Which is a great thing. Mm. So I'd love to know who you picked. Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly. I oh, like that. Very left field pick. No, no, I like
1: that. I very quiet, quieter energy. Yes, yes. I, I wanted to pick someone you might not expect, and someone that could really like prove themselves in the role. And but again, uh, an older actor. Yeah, exactly. With like with
0: that life experience.
1: Exactly, because I, I don't want them all to be twenty somethings. No, want them to I don't have, think it's that kind of story. No, exactly. It has to be very
0: mature, and I think she has the chops to do it. I agree with that. Yeah, well, one yeah. one seems a bit off that because I picked a younger actress than you have yes Uh, again a left field one but I think has got the right kind of attitude Dakota Johnson oh yeah yeah Yeah. okay because I think she almost embodies Lois Lane's independent spirit in real life yes and she is you know uh, bar some maybe uh, bad choices in uh, casting she is a very good actress yeah yeah very interesting. Mm. Yeah, that's... I think Lois is one of the hardest ones. Mm. I know we said that about the director. But, so. but like you said, it's about... With Lois and Superman, they have to work together. Yeah, If they don't work, mm. the movie doesn't work. So I felt yeah. like Patrick Wilson could be that really sincere presence. Whereas Dakota can... You know, she can embody the love she has for him, but also be the one that kind of can point and, you know, point a stick at him mm. and have a bit of a go at him. Because that is part of Lois's characterisation in this one. She... Spends most of the novel not believing that he's Superman. Exactly. That Clark Kent's not Superman. She can't make that decision. It's not till the end that he, she kind of accepts that. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, Lex Luthor. Who'd you have? Uh, I. This is the one I found most difficult. Interesting. This is the one I had. I had two options. Yeah. I thought this is easy. Uh, I'm gonna settle on it, but knowing me, I'll probably change it in five minutes. John Ham. Oh, that'd be alright. Yeah, yeah. alright. Because okay. he, was, he was in contention with Superman as well, but I think...
1: Yeah, I won't lie, I think he was he, on my Superman as well. I think, I
0: think it was Baby Driver, what he did with Baby yeah, Driver. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I thought, like, yeah, he could play the villain. He can do the wild part of Lex really well. And you kind of have to with this one, because Lex is not different, but he's, he is a bit more manic than his other um, more recent, I'd say, incarnations. Yeah. Like, he is the mad scientist as well as the... Clever businessman. Yeah, but I think John Han could really do that, and he looked really good yes. with a bald head.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, what about you? Um, I had two picks, mm-hmm. uh, and they could go either yeah. way. And both of them are comics movie alumni. Good. Good. Um, Jeff Bridges.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that. And the other one could be Josh Brolin.
0: Josh Brolin. And that's that's one I'm really left field about I think he could he could do the very intense Luther very well yeah I think both of them could I like yeah. how you pick those characters those actors who are known for their more intense roles exactly yeah Josh yeah I, I'm kind of growing on Josh Brolin though yeah I mean he could he the could image of do Josh
1: Brolin bald
0: I don't know how I feel yeah. about yet but well, I well, think we kind of seen no, it, but it's, it's purple so yeah that's true with a much bigger chin yeah but, exactly. um,
1: yeah I I think
0: that would be fun yeah yeah, I like those. I like those a lot, and they're again seasoned actors. Yes, who, and you can trust them. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Well, we got. I don't. Uh, the good thing is we don't have to think about bankability. Yes, that's true. Us. Yeah. Whereas I think if someone was going to do it for real, they'd really have to consider getting some quote unquote A-list stars, yeah, in, you know, your Brad Pitts and your Leos and stuff. Absolutely. Like that. All right. Um, I have a couple more, but I'm curious to see if you had any others on your list. Uh.
1: I'm not as sold on them as I am okay. the first three but yeah. I do have yeah, go ahead. a couple. Go ahead. Perry
0: White. Okay, I didn't do this one so I'll very, very quickly come up with something while you tell me yours. Okay. Um, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. <laughs> oh, nothing's going to... No, I'm going to agree with you the whole on that one. I'm not even going to give you a pick. That is a great choice. Yeah. If you've seen 42, you would know. No. Either if you've seen the... um, Did you did you ever watch um, the... The publicity with uh, Ryan Gosling for 2049. No, I didn't. They have this. Re- they can I think they kind of planned it. They have this really great back and forth where Ryan is kind of trying to be really like the serious actor, and Harrison Ford's kind of like this guy, right? Like, yeah. Who's this? Who's this Brian yeah. Gosling? Yeah. Like, yeah. I love that. And I, I I could see that Perry White. I, I just want to see him. you like, can? Yeah. Um, I think he'd do very well. I mean, just watch Air Force One. You know, get off my plane. Right. <laughs> he could do it. Oh yeah. god! Uh,
1: like all right,
0: yeah. All right. Uh, what about Leo Quintum Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I've got one. Adrian Brody. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, mm. yeah. So go. Like, it'd be a very small role. That's yeah. the thing.
1: Like, you'd be there for a minute, but there's something I about. I just want to see Harrison Ford play Perry White now. Yeah, yeah. We're going
0: into the more supporting acts here. Yeah, I, I think Adrian would be able to bring that really sincere uh, intelligence to that small role. Yeah. Because Quinton is, you know, as we've said, they might as well be Grant Morrison. Yes. So you have to get someone who can be on the same level as Grant Morrison is. That's fair. They are on a whole other level. Yeah, exactly. And I think Adrian Brody could do that. Fair enough. What about yourself? What do you reckon? Any picks for Um,
1: Um, No. I don't have, like... Quinton's a hard one. Yeah, well, he's a very easy one because you could just go someone very out there, but he's also very difficult because he needs to. Okay. Needs to. I think. Well,
0: I think we. I, I think we are missing the greatest casting opportunity of all. Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison. Yeah, like why not?
1: That sounds silly to say, like out loud. But the more I think about it, they Grant, could do it. Grant, I think, would be perfect, and
0: yeah, they would do it absolutely. They, yeah. All right. Um, I've got one more, Jimmy Olsen. Yes, I do have Jimmy Olsen. Okay, um, let's go with yours, J. Burnshaw. Is that he says last name? Burnshaw. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was on. Yeah, he he was one I considered as well.
1: Hey, I, uh, I'm Lex Luthor. I mean, I'm Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, I'm. He would be different than the one in the book because the one, the Jimmy in the book's very like
0: gung-ho and you know yeah. and Jimmy Olsen da, da, da. but well, it's, um, it's funny that's his characterization when Jimmy's supposed to be about the same age as Lois and Clark yeah. so he'd really be in his like 30s yeah as well and he's still a cub reporter but, yeah. Like, yeah and like, he's still like I was very young And hey, I
1: just I uh, gotta <laughs> like I think that he'd have a lot of fun yeah definitely. like for that
0: episode quote unquote I think yeah. that'd be really fun yeah alright uh, before I start mine have you seen Cobra Kai at all no Okay this casting's Probably not oh, going to Marcio. No 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 It's a younger actor Is it the Karate Kid <laughs> No because Like you said like I've, I had a younger actress uh, Sorry actor Picked up Because it was A very youthful Characterisation So I've got uh, Jacob Bertrand Oh okay So he plays Hawk Yeah Should definitely watch Cover Kai But I just saw that Picture of him Yeah so, that's, And I'm like That's Jimmy Olsen uh, For our um, Audio listeners Search up uh, you can just look him up on Google Yeah, it's, it's probably a third or fourth image It's one of those um, uh, premiere pictures and he's just got this like very childish kind of smile to him Yeah, no, that'll work Yeah, yeah So that's why I picked I thought he can at least bring that younger energy Yes he's, they want to go and do that Yes um, um, oh, Yeah Oh, and like, oh sorry you, No, you go here No, no, please, please No, um, no, 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 no I forgot that's, <laughs> I was going to tell you my idea for the uh, bringing in previous Superman Oh, okay, yeah. So speaking of issue six, I think for the Superman squad we get back old actors. Yeah, so absolutely. we get back Campbell or yeah. Ruth or Welling or hell yeah. even Dean Kane. Uh, yeah, yeah, right, I probably happen. wouldn't.
1: But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like no, that's fair. Like you bring back uh, Tyler Hoechlin. Um, all, yeah, Tyler Hoechlin. Yeah. Yeah, like all these. Everyone who's even someone like Tim Daly or something. I was like, thinking
0: about him for the Mixer's Picklick role. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. 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 Um. The uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. There's just so many. You have to s- have like um, maybe Ruth for the eighty five thousand AD one. Yeah. Cow so can. Because he's a bit young. He's he's a bit younger. Yeah. Yeah. And um. I don't know what you do with Welling. Maybe yeah. he could play Parkin. Like a, you know if you give it enough if, time if you're having yeah well you'd have
1: to cast someone to play Superboy yeah true Um, and if you do that then
0: yeah Tom Welling is that would be such a great like mm. circle of life well he's, he's nearly he's got to be like 40 or 50 now is not he and he'd do it yeah he yeah. come on he's he, he owes so much of his legacy to yeah. Smallville and like he, he's very upfront about it too. yeah
1: and um, you know he did it for crisis yeah know, he came back for crisis probably and... the
0: best moment of crisis yeah probably it's yeah. the part we all everyone yeah um, can anyone tell us the plot of crisis not the comic book which is you know it's monumental but yeah. the, the show yeah. the show adaptation crossover Lex
1: Luthor was jumping around I
0: remember that yeah yeah um, and who, who was he gonna go see? Tom, Lennon. Tom Tom Lennon, Yeah, right. and Brandon Rowe
1: Yeah. Exactly, exactly. He was uh John Cryer
0: was the Lex Sweeper. He right. was really good. He lucky. was really good. Yeah. He
1: it's shocking how many good super live action Supermans and Lexleafers were. We're just had. very lucky.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, I would say like I think my ideal Park Hent, and this is in a perfect world where, you know, life was ideal. Christopher Reeve. Yeah. If he was still alive today. Yeah. What a great casting that would be. In this, yeah. No, that'd In be this. Once again, perfect, like,
1: revolution. Yeah. You know. Well, even if we if could. I'd get... have a similar thing. I'd love
0: this actor to play Parkin. I think he'd do an incredible job. Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah. Um, He would, he would bring such a different energy to Park end as yeah. well. Make yeah. it so much his own. Exactly. And, like, he would be the fun Park Kent. Like, mm. oh, Clark, let's go do this. I go don't go have you really had a.
1: Fun <laughs> Um, not a fun one. Stern but not mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's but it would be such a different one, but it's still strike true. Yeah. Williams is like once again, if the world were a fairer place mm. um, for people I mean, like they us, William, there, yeah. Robin Williams yeah. They both have a role somewhere. Exactly. You know. Hey, Robin Williams Professor Quinton. I've i watch yeah. that.
0: Like I mean, you could cast Robin Williams in pretty much any of these roles. Hey, I'm Doomsday, and he could be the Mixer Smith. Like, yeah, uh, exactly. Sort of, anyway. Uh, it's just, yeah. yeah. It's just a sad loss. But. It is, it is. But you know what? It's awesome that we can have this little fan casting moment. Yeah, it's it's all come hypotheticals like of fantasy exactly, anyway. Exactly. And everything's the perfect movie, but like... Yeah. I mean, Spielberg,
1: Robin Williams, Christopher oh. Reeve. Oh. Or Brett, you know, and mouth. Um,
0: yeah. Just bring them all back. Yeah, just Fine.
1: bring everyone back, and you get your, you get your going back to uh, the title of this. You get your no way home moment. Um, oh yeah. Without it feeling too artificial, because yeah. it's part of the story anyway. Like, well, if you read the book, yeah, it's exactly. But anyway, but, uh, I think we should practice. We do love. We did really. We nice. did. We I like do like
0: it. the movie. It's I, just I, that I just one did quote some, that yeah. has to bring it up <laughs> every time. <laughs> It'll be part Um, of this podcast for as long as we, uh, we choose to do it. All right, cool. We'll have just a very short break. We're going to come back and just give our final thoughts on the book and then we'll get into our probably our most anticipated segment for both of us, I think. Oh, boy. All right, so stick around for that. All right, welcome back. So we are going to summarize our thoughts in... The moral of the story is so. Hopefully, we're going to give you a one sentence or two sentence summary that gives you something of an idea of the main message behind the story, and hopefully it encourages you if you haven't already to buy the book. So, right, if you could have a think about it very, very quickly, and maybe I, while I do, while you do that, I can give the audience a bit of an idea of what's coming up in the next couple of episodes. Very good. So we've envisioned this as a 12-issue series or a 12-episode series plus one annual, so all you comic book fans will recognise that as a bit of a maxi or mini series, just like All-Star. And we're going to cover quite a wide range of series, aren't we, quite a wide range of characters on this one. My co-host is working very hard to come up with this message. Maybe I'll just run with this by myself. Uh, uh, Oh, no, you
1: know, it's all good. Yeah, let's talk about it. No, no, no. I've got it it in my head now. It's all good. Okay, all right, all right. Well,
0: just maybe we'll tease out what our episode Episode two is going to be. Shall I tell them the title? I think so. So, episode two will be entitled, The Hunt Begins and Ends. Bit of a tease. What could it be? I know, I know. Should we? No, no. We'll leave it there. No, no, no. Let's let's not tease it anymore.
1: I've I've said too much.
0: Okay. (laughs) Tell them the title. It's too much. <laughs> All right, Braid. Okay. Moral of the story. What have you got? The moral of the story. Okay, I'll begin. Think of it as like a. Uh, began. Think of it as like a school report. You know, the moral yep. of the story is:
1: Doom Planet, desperate scientists, last hope, kindly couple. These are the foundations of Superman. and From those foundations, we get to see the life of a hero and how he brings hope and love even in these darkest days to everyone this is not a superman that you find this is a superman that finds you and he will bring you into the sun beautiful I love that that's great I stole from lots of little things no that's fine
0: (laughs) that's the whole point we're using evidence yes Right. that's what we are taught to do exactly Exactly. Uh, mine is very very short and I think it, it it applies to all of us it's just to strive for better and be better whenever you can What's that? I.D. Grant has like the
1: I'll duck into the book again before yeah. we finish like there's this um, which issue is it that there's the uh, Is it issue 10? Um, might be it's right at the start of one of them Um. Yeah so it is issue 10 It is issue 10 Yeah which is a brilliant issue there's the yeah,
0: it's, it's its own podcast really uh, Quote from the
1: Which philosopher is it? I've never I'm remember. not sure
0: Again, um, if you look at uh, the featurette uh, called Now,
1: yes, it goes more reason sense. to go do your homework because we didn't do well. I didn't do mine. Yeah, I was um, say. <laughs> uh, Let us not yield sovereignty even to them, the highest of the angelic hierarchies. Become instead like them in all their glory and dignity. Imitation is man's nature, if he wills it. So shall he surpass imagination's greatest
0: paragons. So it says, be like Superman. Mm. I think that's what Grant Morrison would want us to take from that is to uh, that these gods among us are things to strive for yes you know we, we are a, meant
1: to be better it's an ideal that mm. we can achieve and that's where that relatability of Superman of like he's a normal yeah. person these fantastical things, mm. and he's still fundamentally good
0: yeah is what we can be too exactly, exactly. I think that's a great I think it's a great moral absolutely I think you can take that away and use it anywhere in life Absolutely. I think we both use Superman as an idea of Absolutely, something yeah. to strive for in our lives and aspire to be. As corny as it
1: sounds, because going back to, you know, like the school report, it's like, I want to be like Superman. Like yeah. the more,
0: especially after you read this book, it's like, that's, that's something very genuine. Well, what I've, I've heard this somewhere on the internet. It's like boys uh, want to fight like Batman. Men want to be like Superman. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, I completely agree. Cool. All right, well, let's just wrap up this whole episode with, I think, easy to say, our most excited segment. Most anticipated segment. And it has a little bit of a... A familiar title. We're gonna know. and I think we're gonna we're gonna share the duties for this one. So I'm gonna give you this the honor of cracking this open, this and then I will take open. it next time. This. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I
1: thought we we're gonna try and do it at the same time. No, I, I think, think that would t- gonna be that. will be too many takes to get. It all right, you ready?
0: No, it's all yours. This segment it. is "Careful, of Icarus. Beautiful. I love it. And we're, we're just going to put out there, it's spelt I-K-A-R-I-S. Yeah, like the, like the Eternal Icarus. So we uh, won't get copyrighted. We won't no. get copyrighted by the great Craig Ferguson. Please, <laughs> please, <laughs> please don't please, copyright um, We don't uh, earn we, any money off this. We do this because we love you. Yes, yes. exactly. So, uh, Careful Icarus is where we, we give you just one small thing, maybe it's a comic or a movie or a TV show, that we want you to look out for as Icarus should have looked out for. the sun. Yes. Very appropriate for All-Star Superman, I must say. Absolutely. So, Brayden, your first pick for this week's, or this episode's Careful Icarus. Uh, It's a book I've been jumping in
1: and out of um, the last few months, but it's just a joy to read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So the Douglas Adams novel? Yeah. I got the complete library edition or something like that, and it has four of the stories in it.
0: That's great. And it's just a joy. Excellent. So definitely check out that one at your local bookstores. Yes, yes. Uh, I chose a comic for this one. I have, and I'm kind of surprised we didn't have the same thing, but I'm going to jump in. Human Target. Ah, oh, Tom well, King. That's too easy. Yeah, Everyone should be reading that anyway. Well, if it's a comic podcast, we should be encouraging people to go out to their local comic book stores. Yes, and, and buying the best comic books. And not just buying trades. Yeah. Make sure you are... Yeah, uh, have a pool list. Yeah, like go. If you can afford it, yeah. it, like don't break the bank. But yeah. um Jack to the person behind the desk, could they be happy to give you any recommendations? Exactly. Everyone some...
1: at the comic store is your friend. Exactly. Um and human target. It's so
0: good. It's so good. Greg Smallwood's art. Well, Tom yeah, King yeah, uh, probably his best work since Miss Miracle. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So four four issues in now? Yes. Time I think
1: break. fourth the fourth issue came out a couple weeks ago.
0: That'll yeah. probably tell everyone when we recorded this, but that's exactly. okay. But it's... Who cares? Yeah. It's still going to be running by the time we get it out, so please go and pick it up. Yeah, please. All right. I think that wraps up the very first episode of b, b- Men and Men in Tights. What an adventure. I know. I've quite enjoyed it. This has been really fun. Like. I think we're going to keep this going. We, yeah, yeah. If we... I'm so
1: glad we figured out that we're going to keep this going after we teased we are going to do a second episode.
0: Yeah. But, <laughs> no, it's... Well, this has been really like, you want to leave, leave and more and then you cancel it. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, we won't yeah.
1: do that. No. Um, yeah, this has been really fun. Uh, I hope anyone listening, all four of you that ended up listening to this, <laughs> thanks mum and dad. Um, my mum and dad won't listen <laughs> to this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my mum won't listen no. to this. <laughs> I'll get one pity listen from dad and that'll be it. Um, but This is really fun and this is... For us, as much as anything else, at yeah. the end of the
0: day. We so. hope you've enjoyed listening, whoever you may be. We hope you have a excellent new year, and we hope that you enjoy the rest of our content. So, for BMB Men and Tights, my name is Blake. My name is